0: Hey everyone, this is Justin, and welcome to the Genesis Astronomy Podcast. This show focuses primarily on amateur astronomy topics from a biblical worldview. My hope is to encourage listeners to examine their worldview in light of what the Bible teaches, as well as provide practical tips and resources to help anyone interested in exploring amateur astronomy further. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome back. Last time we talked about foundations and a little bit about worldview building from a scriptural perspective. Today I want to continue a little bit with that and hopefully clarify some things. I'd like to also focus a little more specifically on this podcast in particular, uh, whereas last time I spoke a little bit more generally. So previously I mentioned how important it is for us to start with a foundation in the Bible when we're building a biblical worldview in my opinion, the Bible should be our highest authority when it comes to our worldview. It's really simple to say that, but I think actually implementing that and sticking to that can be tough sometimes. It can be really easy to, whether intentionally or not, use what humans have said to judge scripture. I know I've been guilty of that before, probably numerous times. But when it comes to the realm of science, if our worldview is truly focused on the foundation of the Bible, science really should confirm the truth that scripture already teaches. You know, an interesting thing that I had not really thought about until recently is an idea that Dr. Jason Lyle, and I'm sure others, have put forth. It's the idea that the very existence of God and his ordered design universe actually makes science possible. When I first read that, it was, it was kind of an interesting statement to me. And the more I've thought about it, the more it actually kind of makes sense. And anybody else who is intrigued by that, I would highly recommend looking further into it. Um, eventually, maybe down the road, I'll do an episode maybe on it specifically, perhaps, getting deeper into it. But honestly, that's one of those things that I, I want to think about more myself before I really try to talk about it, because that's still pretty new to me, but it's, it's a very interesting and intriguing idea. Um, in my opinion, Uh, up until, up until I had heard that it, it had never really even entered my mind. So, and you know, it, it opens up all kinds of new questions as well. Good questions. I think, um, you know, questions along the lines of why should we expect a universe that came about by random chance and natural processes to even be understandable? I mean, to me, it's a huge blessing to think about the fact that creation around us is understandable, you know, that we can study it, we can do repeatable, testable experiments to learn more about it, because it's upheld consistently by its creator, Yahweh, God. So like I was saying before, science ought to confirm the truth that scripture already teaches us. If it doesn't, then the first place we should look to find potential flaws really is in us and humanity as a whole, not the word of God. I know when we're when we're speaking with skeptics, or not even necessarily skeptics, but other believers, sometimes the the response can be to question the word. And you know, again, going back to our paradigm, if we if we truly believe that it is the word that is infallible and that God, Yahweh Himself is infallible, and we're aren't, then naturally you, you would think that we should look at ourselves first. And so I want to encourage you all, if if you don't already do that, to consider that anytime, anytime you come across any sort of issue. And that goes for me as well. I think that's something that I could probably improve um, in my own life. Because you know, the word teaches that God is good and that mankind is fallen. And so, as I said, we really should look at, that which is fallible first when there's an issue. So sometimes the flaw is with the interpretation or with the understanding and I think we have to be a little bit careful here. I want to be clear when I say that scripture has one interpretation and that not all, well therefore, not all interpretations are correct. I do believe that there are multiple levels that you can examine scripture from in order to find deeper meaning. Uh, maybe learn a little bit more about a topic, but I don't believe that does anything to change the understanding of a passage. You shouldn't ultimately come out with a different understanding, maybe a deeper one. It doesn't change the interpretation, it doesn't change what a passage or a verse means. It just, again, like I said, hopefully conveys it deeper meaning than maybe what you had and understood before. So a good question to ask, kind of when you're in the midst of this, is, am I allowing the word to speak for himself, or am I using man's ideas to decide what a passage means? And I think that's a really, that's a really important question for anybody, anybody to ask. You can be the most astute scholar of scripture, and I think that's a good, a good question to continue to ask throughout, throughout your time doing this. Um, especially when you're doing a, a plain reading of the text. For example, you look at Genesis 1, and you read it very, very plainly, very literally, and at face value, it would appear to potentially contradict some scientific discoveries. And so we have to decide how to respond to that. You know, do we say, oh, maybe God really meant this instead? Or do we say, hmm, well, maybe there's something off about these discoveries. Or maybe something's missing in my own understanding. You see what I'm saying? I think it's important that we recognize that the fallible man is the one who has shortcomings, not God or his word. But we can often be quick to judge the word itself. When oftentimes it's our understanding that's off, or oftentimes it's the philosophy of mankind that's off. So I want to also at this point talk about the absoluteness of truth, because I think it's very pertinent to what we're talking about. Some of you are probably familiar with this, especially if you're familiar with Christian apologetics. There's an idea, and I don't I think it's more than just an idea. I say idea, but it's really it's more than that. Truth must be absolute. It cannot actually be relative. You see this if you merely try to talk logically about it. So, for example, if somebody says, There is no absolute truth. Think about that statement for just a minute. That is a logically self-refuting or self-contradicting statement. You can respond to this by asking something like, Well, is that statement absolutely true? And really, that should expose it, right? I mean, if the answer is yes, then there is absolute truth, which renders that statement false. And if their answer is no, then there is absolute truth, because the statement saying that there isn't, they just said, is false. So (laughs) truth is really kind of an amazing thing, if you think about it, in that sense. And it's really neat, because Jesus tells us that he's the truth, right? John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So truly, truth must be absolute. I feel like we'd have to exit the realm of sound reasoning if it weren't, you know? If truth were only relative, how would we even know anything for sure? How could we know anything for sure? And I think you start to ask questions like that, and that's how you end up with at least some people that come up with a mindset or, or a way of thinking that suggests that that's the case, that nobody can know anything for sure, that no thinking is objective and that truth, can't be objective. And there's, there's a whole epistemology behind that. I could rattle on about that. Um, but really, to be honest, I, I need to research that specific epistemology some more because I haven't dug into that. I've only heard a little bit about it. I think you could ask all kinds of good questions. All right, I want to shift my focus a little bit specifically to this podcast and its foundations. This is the part where I tell you to go back and listen to the introduction episode again, episode zero. (laughs) But also I want to expound a little bit and mention some additional things. From a foundation's perspective, I consider two main scriptures or passages to be the foundational ones for this podcast. And those are Genesis 1, and perhaps more particularly Genesis 1, verses 14 through 18, and Psalm 19.1. The Genesis 1 passage deals with the creation of the heavenly bodies, and Psalm 19.1 is perhaps very familiar as well. The heavens declare the glory of God, of Yahweh, and the skies proclaim the work of His hands. There are certainly more passages that I could mention here, but these two are particularly important to me, especially Psalm 19.1, which I also talked about back in episode 0, why that is. So astronomy really is an interesting field. It's, it's one that I think humanity is still very much pioneers in, so to speak. It has intrigued me for a long time though. Um, I mean, while I stopped short of completing a degree program in it, I still certainly have a lot of interest in the observational and the recreational side of it. And it's this passion that I want to share with others, especially believers. And so that's really why I created both this podcast and the social media pages that go with it. I don't really know how many things like this are out there, specifically tailored to Christians, that aren't going to push secular worldviews, even just in discussion of observational topics. In fact, on here I plan to do just the opposite, question them, or at least I hope to. And that's not necessarily always going to be the main focus of every episode, but I hope to have that come into it, at least somewhat frequently. I also want to encourage other Christians to question them as well. I want to lay out the idea, mainly, that what all of this really comes down to is a battle of worldviews. It's a battle of presuppositions and assumptions that drive the way each of us view the world around us. You may have heard it mentioned, especially by some creation scientists, that they look at the same evidence and data as any other scientist. And this is true. The evidence that we have before us is the same. The data is the same. There's not some kind of secret, fake evidence that creation scientists try to fabricate. Okay? We're observing the same fossils, the same biological phenomena, the same supernovae. But as Bible believers, our biblical worldview drives our assumptions, which cause us to disagree with some of the ways non-Bible believers interpret the same evidence before us. And you could even say disagreement within um, Bible-believing groups, too. And I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit more in a second. But the stars, the planets, the galaxies that I hope to capture in my astrophotography, for example, very amateur, obviously, but... You get the picture. They're the same ones everybody else can look at. They're the same ones that everybody else can observe. It's not different. My biblical worldview, to paraphrase Dr. Jason Lyle just a little bit, my biblical worldview has assumptions that do not agree with an evolutionary, or Big Bang in this case, worldview. I like this because I think it really kind of exposes where the battle really is. It's at the foundational, the assumptional level. It's at the level where we carry all of our presuppositions. I think this can be even apparent in different Christian worldviews, and what I mean by that is this. Not everyone who believes the truth of the Bible is even in total agreement about the worldview that is produced by it. Even starting with a scriptural foundation, we may not all make the same assumptions about the text we're reading. This can even influence the Bible worldview that we end up with. That does not make the effort pointless. It's not a knock on God. It's not a suggestion that he is not perfect or good. I think it's merely an indication of humanity's situation. We're a fallen people living in a fallen, cursed creation that are seeking redemption. And that redemption has been offered to us by the very One who made us, and He has offered it to us through His only begotten Son, Jesus. That is a huge blessing, a huge, huge blessing. So I think we can make peace, perhaps to some extent, with the fact that even amongst believers, even within the context of believers, we're not always going to agree on everything. Our biblical worldviews aren't always going to look exactly the same between every single Christian. But we have the opportunity to have discussion, to have discourse, hopefully mature and respectful, although it isn't always. And this is where iron can sharpen iron. And so really it is a huge, huge blessing. So that's really my foundation for this podcast. And I'm really excited to continue to grow in this. I'm really excited to grow in in podcasting in general, but I'm also excited to learn more about amateur astrophotography because I'm very new to that while I've been doing a lot of um, observation and, and telescope adventuring over the years um, there's a lot that is that is new to me still as well and so i'm I'm excited to share all of that with you guys and and again, as I've mentioned before, I want to share all of that through the lens of a biblical worldview. And my hope is that all of you will be encouraged, but also challenged in positive ways, and that ultimately your faith will be strengthened. So feel free to join me on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, both at Genesis Astronomy for more content. And on the next episode, I'm going to start to dig into some of the specifics of backyard astronomy. At least that's what I would like to do. Uh, Topics like... My advice and recommendations for stargazing and telescope equipment, um, tips and tricks, talk a little bit about light pollution. Oh my goodness, light pollution. If you've gotten into amateur astronomy yourself, you've dealt with light pollution. And if you're anything like me, sometimes light pollution can be your worst enemy, seemingly. So, anyways, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be just. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, be sure to keep an eye out for that. Um, Thank you, guys, once again for listening in this week. We'll see you next time.